Welcome everyone out there, all you studiers, here we are in the Proverbs of the Wisdom of Chirac or Ecclesiasticus. And here we go. We are in chapter 2, so here we go. Listen to this one now. My son, if thou come to serve the Lord, prepare thy soul for temptation. How about that? And they are harmonizing that with Mark 4.11, 2 Timothy 3.12, and 1 Peter 4.12. So, there you go. You uh, start to move ahead in the uh, wisdom and understanding and growing co closer to the Lord, doing His will, trying to stay away from sin. Here comes the tempter, right? So he's telling you that's a natural state, okay? Uh, you will be attacked out there with temptations. Part of that is your trial. It sure is. So prepare your heart there, okay? Okay, and two, it says, Set thy heart aright and constantly endure and make not haste in time of trouble. Okay, so notice the patience, you're enduring to the end, you'll be saved. Uh, time of trouble, we've got to get through that, don't we? we got to get through that. And in the end, we'll get the benefits. In 3 it says, Cleave unto him, and depart not away, that thou mayest be increased at thy last end. The end of your life, the end of time, the first sickle, the last trump, they call it, the great gathering, the resurrection of the dead, the last end of all that. Okay, and cleave unto who? Cleave unto Jesus Christ. For it says, whatsoever is brought upon thee, take cheerfully and be patient when thou art changed to a low estate. Now here I don't have to uh, add commentary because here the Bible explains itself in five. It explains that. What is the result of that? Listen to this in a slight similitude here. For gold is tried in the fire and acceptable men in the furnace of adversity. Okay, that goes to the uh, Wisdom of Solomon 3.6 and Proverbs 17.3. Okay, that's all through the Bible, folks. Our great trial. Alright, and 6. Believe in Him, that's Jesus, and He will help thee order thy way aright and trust in Him. And trust Him. The trusting in Him is your faith, folks. It is your faith. Okay, ye that fear the Lord in their sacred seven, ye that fear the Lord, wait for his mercy, and go not aside, lest ye fall. So straight and narrow is the way. Do not waver. And on it goes here in eight, ye that fear the Lord, believe in him, and your reward shall not fail. Okay, that's a guarantee. He's guaranteeing you uh, 
Jesus here, uh, the uh, grandpa of Shirak here, is guaranteeing you, and so does the rest of the doctrine. In 9 it says, Ye that fear the Lord, hope for good and for everlasting joy and mercy. How about that? Now get this one. This one here is really beautiful. And we're talking about the doctrine here, and this is one of the great benefits to it here. Listen to this intent. Look at the generations of old and see, did ever any trust in the Lord and was confounded? Question mark. Or did any abide in his fear and was forsaken? Question mark. Or whom did he ever despise that called upon him? That's the Lord. Question mark. All right. So that's a great one, and that. But you got to study to know this. This is look at the generations of old. He's not talking about traveling through time. He's talking about examining our wonderful gift, the doctrine, the written word. For the Lord is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering and very pitiful, and forgiveth sins and saveth in time of affliction. How about those benefits to knowing the Lord there? Period. Okay, they're harmonizing that one with Psalms 37:25. 12 it says, Woe be to the fearful hearts and faint hands and the sinner that goeth two ways. Again, there's the doubleness. You can't have a foot in the Kabbalah in Christianity. You can't have a, a foot in Buddhism. You can't be a Darwin worshiper, an atheist swine, and say, I believe in God at the same time, because that's doubleness. And notice I said in the last podcast here that we're going to be exploring the doubleness. And here it is again. And it's going to be gone over a bunch here in the wisdom of Shirak 13. Woe unto him that is faint-hearted, for he believeth not. Therefore shall he not be defended. Okay, so you, God moves through faith. Notice this, defended. Okay, isn't that for today? Sure it is. It's for all time. But we really need it today, don't we? 14, it says, Woe unto you that have lost patience. And what will ye do when the Lord shall visit you? Okay. And that's what I'm saying. The whole doctrine, life itself even, teaches us the patience and to be looking forward to the reward okay and uh, the guarantees that we do have and we must have patience as I said the Lord's been very patient for his fruit for his diamonds that, that uh, here across the uh, across time across the thousands of years he's waiting on his fruit his great great love the lover of spirits 15 it says they that fear the Lord will not disobey his word and they that love him will keep his ways period okay is that not motivation to keep from being a sinner 
Uh, are you not trying your best to uh, please the Lord here? Okay, so all that comes out of the fear of the Lord and studying the doctrine. All right, 16. They that fear the Lord will seek that which is well-pleasing unto him, and they that love him shall be filled with the law. Capital L. That's the doctrine, folks. Again. Uh, so, uh, they have beat the real Christianity out of people. Notice how well this harmonizes with the Old Testament and the New here, folks. Yeah, this is, this is just wonderful, and it's right over the target. It is right over the target, and it harmonizes with all of the Bible. Sure does. In 17, they that fear the Lord will prepare their hearts and humble their souls in his sight. 18, saying, we will fall into the hands of the Lord and not into the hands of men. For as his majesty is, so is his mercy. How about that? And I think that all of you uh, understand all that. So is there anything we need explained here at the table? No, they say. They say, move on. And we will. We're moving on here into chapter 3. It says here, now this is talking about family here. Now listen to this about honoring the father and the mother and all of these. Um, it's in the commandments, it's in the law, and we get the great benefits from it. It says, hear me, your father, O children, and do thereafter that ye may be safe. For the Lord hath given the Father honor over the children, and hath confirmed the authority of the mother over the sons. How about that? Honor thy father and mother. Okay, and you just got to go right to Exodus or Deuteronomy, and uh, the Lord says, so it'll be well with you. And three, it says, whoso honoreth his father maketh an atonement for his sins. How about that benefit? Okay. You're going to love this, folks. Listen to this. And he that honoreth his mother is as one that layeth up treasure. Period. So the Lord don't just say, here's my commandments and uh, do them. When you do them with all your heart, it's inside you to do them. Look at the benefits here. These are beyond any monetary cons con uh, consideration at all. This treasure and atonement for sins. How about that for wisdom and understanding? In 5 it says, Whoso honoreth his father shall have joy of his own children. And when he maketh his prayer, he shall be heard. Did you hear that? He's going to hear your prayers. How about that one? Okay. Because the Lord can turn his head away from the uh, person that's uh, practicing witchcraft. His, their prayer will never be heard. You have an ungodly, let's say, adultery 
in your heart your prayer isn't going to be heard you're a homosexual or whatever murderer you gotta repent now and then the prayer can be heard but until then the Lord will turn his ear away but here we have the benefit here he shall be heard what a benefit there there in that six it says he that honoreth his father shall have a long life and he that is obedient unto the Lord shall be a comfort to his mother did you just hear that and uh, that's why in uh, the satanic communist manifesto uh, they uh, want to tear the family to smithereenies the world government will put up with no family that's why they want to call him big brother see because uh, the family's gone and you will worship the world government if you don't know the Lord how about that one and you'll get your chip you'll get your mark you'll get your jab you'll be dead and you'll be double dead now how do you like that double dead the second death seven in the sacred number he that feareth the Lord will honor his father and will do do service unto his parents as his masters period so when you're doing this for your parents I don't care if it's mowing the lawn or something that's really 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 important look at this you're honoring the Lord Eight, it says, Honor thy father and mother, both in word and deed, that a blessing may come upon thee from them. Okay? That great blessing, okay, that you see throughout the Old Testament there. Father blessing the children on his deathbed. Nine, it says, For the blessing of the father establisheth the houses of children, but the curse of the mother rooteth out foundations, period. So don't anger mom, right, in this uh, scenario of the family here. Uh, and when it comes to your house, that's everything. It isn't just uh, a roof over your head. It has to do with your livelihood, your people that you're employed for or people that are employed for you all your uh, um, your children your grandparents the whole house a house is a whole it's a term many times for all the above okay um, like the house of Rothschild that don't mean their big mansion that they do their ceremonies in no it means all their wealth and their uh, foundations and their extravaganza, their conspiratorial uh, meetings, their house. Okay, in fact, that was a film in the old days, old black and white film uh, over them controlling uh, Napoleon, and it was called the House of Rothschild. It didn't have anything to do with their mansion. Okay, had to do with their all of the above. In 10 it says, Glory not in the dishonor of thy father, for thy father's dishonor is no glory unto thee. Okay? So let's say your father is a creep. 
And so you, but don't dwell on that. Don't dwell on that. Let it pass. Go on. Because it's no glory to you. It's no benefit to you if your uh, dad is a creep. All right, so there's that. Okay, 11, it says, For the glory of a man is from the honor of his father, and a mother in dishonor is a reproach to the children. Okay, once again, if you have bad parents, try to help them up. Try to help them up. You may not be able to do that, though. Uh, if they don't want to know the Lord, there's nothing you can do about that. But still, you go through the motions and you do what the Lord wants you to do. And he, and the Lord will see that. He don't miss nothing. Okay, obey the law of Moses and take this good advice from the wisdom of Shirak here. This is Jesus, the grandfather of Shirak. 12, it says, My son, help thy father in his age, and grieve him not as long as he liveth. This is really heartwarming here, as many of us have seen the uh, Alzheimer's uh, people that got the jab, the old people wouldn't listen, and they got their jab, and they lost their ability to speak and all that. We've seen this. So, Listen to this in 13. And if his, that's your father in his old age, and if his understanding fail, have patience with him, and despise him not when thou art in thy full strength. How about this? How about this, folks? For the relieving of thy father shall not be forgotten, and instead of sins, it shall be added to build thee up. Did you just hear that? See how obeying the law of Moses adds the blessing to you? When, when the law of Moses is in your heart and it's not grievous, and look at the benefits that are promised, okay, in our Bible. 15, in the day of thine affliction it shall be remembered Thy sins also shall melt away, listen to this similitude, as the ice in the fair warm weather. Isn't that beautiful? For what? For relieving thy father, for relieving thy parents, for taking care of them, even if, they're, even if their speech or whatever faileth, their understanding faileth. And it says, in the day of thine affliction, it shall be remembered. By who? By the Lord. Thy sins also shall melt away as the ice in the fair warm weather. I love that. Okay, but what about the people that forsake their father? That hate their father? That go on and on and on and every problem they've ever had is their daddy's... Uh, problem. He made me do it. Oh my, I was just abused as a child. Yeah, and see, the New Age has you doing that. Uh, the psychiatrist has you doing that. Even You'll even get it at school. You'll get it in college. Listen, you'll even get it in your little C church. You don't want to be like your parents, do you? Alright. 16. He that forsaketh his father is as a blasphemer 
and he that angereth his mother is cursed of God. How important is the family? How important? 17, it says, My son, go on with thy business in meekness, so shalt thou be beloved of him that is approved. The greater thou art, the more humble thyself, and thou shalt find favor before the Lord. How about all this, the benefits, and drawing closer to the Lord in all this? Okay, in 19, many are in high place and of renown, but mysteries are revealed unto the meek. Did you just hear that one? Harmonization with uh, Psalms 25, 9, and 14. 20, for the power of the Lord is great, and he is honored of the lowly. 21, seek not out the things that are too hard for thee. Neither search the things that are above thy strength. Okay, uh, that was uh, went over by Paul there in Romans 12, 3, and also by King Solomon in Proverbs 25, 27. Okay, so there's certain things we're just not going to know, and we are in the tabernacle of the flesh, and we see through the glass darkly. The big insight is here in the doctrine, but yet we're never going to search out some things are hidden from flesh. They just are. Okay, but what do we search out here? Well, what does the doctrine say in 22? But what is commanded thee, think thereupon with reverence, for it is not needful, needful for thee to see with thine eyes the things that are in secret. Okay, so we have plenty of doctrine to cover. There's a, a lifetime of studying the 77 books here. And uh, <clears throat> since uh, we've went on here, uh, I'm really never really needed supplements at all. But the two supplements that I recommend, you guys know, don't you? You know what I'm going to say to help uh, help benefit us in our understanding of the 77 books, and that is Enoch and Jaser. Well, uh, Paul studied them. Hey, Samuel studied them. All the saints studied them. But the whole goal for us here at the King James Bible Prophecy Church and myself is to understand every word of the King James Bible. And that's been a lifetime's goal. We've been doing it for years and years and years. And what do we say? The more you know, the more you grow. And the more you grow, the more you know. And it never quits. What a wonderful quest we are on. But there's things that we just don't need to ponder. I had the one theologian say, Why did Jesus heal with spittle? Well, there's no doctrine on that. 
There's no way you'll know everything about Jesus and why he did certain things. And those are the type of arguments they put out there in the theologian school where you'll just go on and on and you'll have all your theories, but no proof and no harmonization with Enoch or any harmonization with Jaser or any harmonization with the 77 books of the King James. No, you're going to sit there and have all your little stupid theories on something that you'll never know. That's a waste of time, folks. The theologians, when they have you answer that question, which can't be answered, all right, they're trying to get you to spin your tires. Okay, and I'll be going over Matthew Henry, who I have all his books here, the theologian uh, art of deceiving the people that are in religion. Oh boy, I'm going to touch on that tomorrow. But as of today in 23, be not curious in unnecessary matters, for more things are shewed unto thee than men understand. Okay, we have plenty to try to understand here. I mean, there is it not a lifetime's quest to understand this? Yes, it is, and it's also a joy. But don't spin your tires. Don't go into the mud bog with your four-wheel drive and sink up to the axles and sit there and spin because some stupid question that is very unnecessary. All right, because that is a satanic theologian's trick. See, that's that. 24, it says, For many are deceived by their own vain opinion, and an evil suspicion hath overthrown their judgment. See, when you have an evil suspicion that's overthrowing your judgment, that means you're delusional, folks. That means you're a dreamer, okay? You're, you're imagining things, okay? And, and the opinion here on things that you don't know, but I have an opinion. Hey, one guy, I uh, started criticizing the law here, and I said, well, how many hours do you have in studying the Scripture? So, simple question. I already knew the answer, folks. But I asked him that, and he said, none of your business. <laughs> okay. And the reason is, he got his theology off the History Channel. All right, so... Again, we have to study the doctrine, and that is a lifetime's achievement that will go on in the world tomorrow, okay? It will benefit your spirit and soul here with the things that we are given to understand. In 25, it says, Without eyes thou shalt want light. Profess not the knowledge, therefore, that thou hast not. Okay? And uh, if you're professing knowledge that you don't have, and you believe you have it, that's delusional. That's imagination. Okay? Uh, but uh, on the other hand, you uh, people that want to profess something that they're not, uh, many times that's either a cover-up for their real religion, or it's their ego outweighing their wisdom and understanding, okay? All right, so there's all that. But what about the people that don't want to listen? 
What about the guy that tells me it's none of my business even though his fruit already told me? His mouth already told me he ain't never studied as he's arguing with me. A stubborn heart shall fare evil at the last, and he that loveth danger shall perish therein. Okay, so there's no reason to be a tightrope walker, physically or spiritually. And stubbornness, uh, other than being stubborn about hanging on to Jesus Christ, that you can be stubborn about. But in normal circumstances, this is some hard-hearted, simple-minded person that just is SS. No, I don't mean a Nazi, although it fits the Nazis. SS, stupid and stubborn. That's a bad combination, folks. 27, an obstinate heart shall be laden with sorrows. And the wicked man shall heap sin upon sin. Oh, boy. So look at this. Look at this description of the sinner here. He's got the obstinate heart. He's got the hard, hard heart. He's got the stiff neck. He don't want to listen to the Lord. He don't want to study the doctrine. And he's wicked. And the sins are just going to come pouring out. All right. And that's 27, 28. Uh, it says, In the punishment of the proud there is no remedy. For the plant of wickedness hath taken root in him. So, folks, don't ever say you're proud of this and proud of that. What they've done, they've altered language and made that bad word here in the King James, made it good. Yeah, in high school, we uh, at Manchester, we had panther pride. See, proud. I'm proud of you, young man. All that is a wicked word taken out of context. Look at this, the punishment of the proud. When you see pride in the real Bible, it's always evil. And verse 28 is no different. What about the person that's dedicated, though? What about the person that's opening their heart and eyes and mind and spirit the heart of the prudent will understand a parable, and an attentive ear is the desire of a wise man. That speaks for itself, don't folks? Okay, the table says that's an easy one. 30, it says, Water will quench a flaming fire, and alms maketh an atonement for sins. Okay, we're talking about what? We're talking about giving to the people that can't return that help. We're talking about uh, helping the, the fatherless, the widow, the imprisoned, the sick, the helpless, the baby in the womb. Okay. All right. The translators are sending us to Psalms 43 and the book of Daniel 4:24 and the book of Matthew 5, verse 7. All right, 31 is the last verse of this podcast, as we're going to be moving on soon in 31. And he that requiteth good turns is mindful of that which may come hereafter. And when he falleth, he shall find a stay. 
And that stay, folks, is Jesus Christ. It sure is. And so uh, we're going to continue on in this. We're going to continue on in Ecclesiasticus. Now, this there's going to be one day worth the call-in Bible and some revelations up there. And then we're going to settle right back up here into chapter 4. Now, uh, I want to let everybody know that we're still going into the... Uh, the history of our Bible and how you can have the ammunition that you need. Some of it you may already have, but we're going over that. We're going over the Bible. We're going over all the uh, things that are ammunition for you because you will be attacked when it's <laughs> when you're defending the King James, your doctrine, my doctrine, all of our doctrine here, and you'll be attacked with all these terrible arguments from the heathen and this will give us the ammunition that we need folks to uh, push back against the ungodly uh, 